Well, you know what I think. I'm a Christian. I'm not going to deny that. I do want everyone to feel comfortable, and that's why I'd like to talk to you about Jesus. Please do not go religious. Somebody's going to hell over this. You better not. Even the devil will speak the truth for, for his own purposes. This is war. Accept it. Back to Jerusalem podcast. Yeah, I'm back, and I'm armed with righteousness. With your host, Eugene Bach. He just seems like he's got it all figured out. He's a righteous dude. Yep. Hello and welcome to another Back to Jerusalem podcast. I'm Eugene Bach, your host for this time, and I'm coming to you live on delay from somewhere within the borders of Sweden. (laughs) I just completed a task for our gatekeepers about what's taking place in North Korea, and I gave details about the situation where the Back to Jerusalem missionaries are currently serving inside of North Korea. Now, I went over a lot of stuff on a regular basis. We usually do updates for those that are gatekeepers. So I won't rehash all of that. If you're a gatekeeper, you can go to that podcast where we keep the the gatekeeper podcast where I talk about and break down the events that are taking place this week with North Korea in North Korea. And I make it as simple as possible because it is a big deal for those of you that are praying for the 1040 window the area between China and Jerusalem. And I just saw uh, this week that there was this, uh, there, there was this article that came out. It, just like I, I've said in the past, there are all these critics, there's all these analysts that have for years been saying that North Korea is nowhere near the place where they need to be in order to deliver a um, a, a, a missile or a, a nuclear weapon into a Western country. Well, they had given their own timeline and said, it, it's years, it won't happen. Uh, America and, and these people are uh, banging war drum, drums for no reason. They're being alarmists, that there's nothing happening in North Korea. And you're silly if you believe that there is. And they said that it would be years, five, ten years at the minimum in order for North Korea to, one, have a delivery system that would be able to uh, have a range far enough to reach to Western countries, i.e. the U.S. That's where North Korea is really focusing on. And two, uh, it would take years before they were able to downsize their nuclear weapons in order to put on a delivering system that would be able to deliver it into a Western country, i.e. the United States. All of that has now been proven, as I've been saying now for months, years, that that's, that's not true. Now, I'm not in any way a nuclear weapons expert. But I tend to believe certain things that dictators say. Will dictators oftentimes blow things out of proportion? Absolutely. But when they tell you their timeline, when they tell you what they're doing, and they take certain steps within their own timeline that actually proves what it was that they've been planning, what they're working towards, I find it absolutely absurd that so many People out there are like, you know, North Korea, Kim Jong-un will come out and say, I want to destroy America. I will hear analysts on TV say, what do you think he meant by that? Well, and they will begin to turn it upside down and look at it in every which way. 
The worst thing that could have happened was to lift sanctions off of North Korea. Now, the, the, um, Susan Rice, who was with the previous administration, just came out and said, Trump needs to quote unquote tolerate nuclear weapons in North Korea. Now, again, I'm not a military expert. We're just working with missionaries on the ground. But a lot of times the things that are taking place intersect with everyday uh, news events. And right now I know that we need prayer for the missionaries on the ground more now than ever. What we're seeing in the physical world, I believe, is a direct result of the spiritual world. Uh, I have, I also, last week, I did a podcast and said that there are gaps, uh, in, uh, the ISIS front lines right now. That they have basically been eradicated in Iraq. Now, they're not completely out, but for the most part, they've been destroyed. Their main headquarters of Mosul is now done. And so they are looking for another location. Well, Syria was home base number two. Er, that one's gone because they are now on the run also with Mad Dog Mattis hot on their trail looking for them. So there's been two main areas that they've been looking at. One uh, is Egypt. I ju- was just contacted by a person from uh, a journalist uh, who wanted to talk about uh, ISIS going to Egypt. Did I think they would be in Egypt? And I basically said, not with Sisi as their as their ruler at the moment. Uh, President Sisi, it, compared to other leaders, especially the Muslim Brotherhood that was in charge prior to him taking over, is pretty stinking awesome. Even though the previous administration in the United States did not support Sisi to be president, I can tell you here at Back to Jerusalem, we applauded President Sisi coming in to be president. We have been praying for a breakthrough for Christians, and President Sisi has seemed to be that device, that tool that has allowed a breakthrough for Christians in Egypt. And now we got more back to Jerusalem missionaries working in Egypt than I think that we did prior to the Arab Spring. The other place, the number two place, and the one that I said that we need to keep our eyes on was the Philippines. Because what is taking place, in, and I just said this last week, in Mindoro, sorry, in Mindanao, the island of Mindanao, we have been uh, seeing a lot of the activities that's been taking place because Mindanao is one of the locations for training for the Back to Jerusalem missionaries. So we just did a podcast last month with one of the leaders for the Back to Jerusalem school on the island of Mindanao. And the ISIS has been looking for a soft landing place for their ideology, where they can again set up their capital. And in many ways, the Philippines has provided quite the climate for them. Perfect climate? No. As good as Iraq was a couple years ago? Absolutely not. As good as Syria? Not even close. But they're on the run. And so I just reported last week that the Philippines have been reporting taking out terrorist units within the island of Mindanao, and a lot of them have the typical suspects, Jordan, Egypt, Saudi Arabia, um, uh, Iraq, Syria. So you have foreign fighters from all these different nations, the usual suspects when it comes to Islamic terrorism, now showing up in Mindanao. And that is a big deal. Now, what that will actually develop to, I don't know. But 
just today, a report comes out by uh, NBC News that the U.S. may begin airstrikes against ISIS in the Philippines. The Pentagon is putting together a plan specifically for Mindanao because the threat has reached critical levels. And so that is something that we have actually just last week, we asked you to pray about. We know that many people have been praying specifically for Iraq and Syria. And now that threat is starting to shift. And nobody really knows where that threat is shifting at per se. But right now, Egypt and the Philippines are the big players. And the Philippines seems to be, and that was what I reported just last week. The Back to Jerusalem missionaries that have been working in Mindanao have been talking about the extremism that they are constantly coming in contact with. In fact, the interview, if you go back uh, to uh, June's podcast, you will see an interview that we did together with one of the leaders for the Back to Jerusalem school that has been working with the Chinese in Mindanao. And he talked specifically about extremist terrorist groups that have been operating within the island and how that the local police force has had to escort them, the local military and the police force have had to escort them from place to place because the threat of violence has escalated to such critical levels. Now, as you pray for the situation both in Iraq, Syria, and North Korea, please also keep the Philippines in your prayers. Because this is something that I see, personally, I see in the spiritual world. We Christians have the enemy on the run. We have rocked him back on his heels in Iraq and Syria. Now the church has to dig in their heels and commit to the Christians and the soon-to-be Christians in Iraq and Syria. The enemy's not going to take that lying down. We have to be prepared for that. Today, I just did a, a next the next portion of our Bible study for Back to Jerusalem. And I was talking about um, the great persecution. Now, if you look it up online, the great persecution, um, you'll come to Diocletian. The emperor Diocletian and the great persecution is when thousands of Christians were being murdered. It is the great persecution. And one of the things that we talk about in the Back to Jerusalem Bible study, now this is going to be a spoiler alert, but I think it's pretty cool. This is um, our Back to Jerusalem Bible study. It's called Chasing Revival. There's never been another Bible study like it, but now there is a, 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 a Bible study that we are coming out with where we are following revival. And we follow the great persecution and Diocletian. I want to tell you about that on our next podcast on how the persecution that was brought on by Emperor Diocletian led to one of the greatest revivals the world has ever seen. I'm going to do a special podcast about that on our next one. So you just click on our next one. If it doesn't come up after you've listened to this one, you'll see it in the next couple days. We usually do our podcast every day or so. So if you enjoy um, uh, history and the lessons from history, as I do, I think that you will really enjoy what we have to say about Diocletian because it really relates to what we are seeing in Syria, in Iraq, in North Korea, and the Philippines. We can look back in history, see the revivals of old, and how God used his people, and how we can pray for the church, 
Pray for the breakthroughs and for the return of Jesus Christ. Thank you so much for joining us for another Back to Jerusalem podcast. Again, I'm Eugene Bach, your host for this time, coming to you live on delay from somewhere within the borders of Sweden. God bless you.